You're listening to Dom's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And made as disappointing as it was to bow out of the finals in the first week once again. Uh, I think overall we can say we were pleasantly surprised with how the actual season went as a whole. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I mean, if, if someone said we'd be uh, playing finals footy at the end of last year, uh, that would have been, yeah, laughed out of the room pretty much. But, yeah, we we, we made it and, um, yeah, we made it by a little bit of a margin in the end as we uh, were sort of a game and percentage clear of the of the next up and comer. So, um, no, it was great effort by the boys. And, look, we, we've spoken about it all throughout the, the year. Uh, the biggest thing for most of us Bombers fans is uh, seeing the club really um, reform its identity Um and that's yeah, both on field and off field, uh, reconnecting with our history, who we are as a club, and uh, yeah, there's a game plan now that we can sort of recognise, and um, we can see, yep, it does stack up in finals footy, at least for the first half. The yeah, the the obvious um, thing again, as we've talked about all year, is uh, the one thing we really need to work on is our efficiency with the ball and certainly going inside forward 50. Um, yeah, from so going from the transition there from the midfield uh, or even half back going inside the 50 there. Uh, that's where we really fell down. Um, yeah, the, the, the one real damning stat uh, for me is our last goal, Jane, came at the 28 minute mark of the second quarter. Uh, and, you know, if you're not scoring any goals in the second half of footy, you're not going to win too many of them. Um, but I think the, the promising thing for me was, you know, we uh, uh, we did stick it. Um, you know, we were neck and neck with the dogs there uh, for the first half. Um, but now we can see, all right, we've got a lot of development still to go. But all in all, you have to say a pretty successful season. Yeah, well, I'm hesitant to use the word successful, but definitely <laughs> a surprising season. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that because... Uh, you know, we both felt it was going to be a development year and, you know, um, probably about, you know, probably thought it would be down the lower six of the of the ladder mm. rather than actually making the top eight, which so I think that was, you know, fantastic achievement by the group and the coaching. Uh, and obviously, you know, Marnie's come in as the footy director or footy boss and he's been really good head on his shoulders. You know, I mean, like he's really... You know, you feel confident when he speaks that he's, you know, speaking with a lot of knowledge and he's been added to the AFL uh, Games Committee, which, um, you know, which is uh, great to see Essendon have a representative on that committee now. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think overall look, it was disappointing to bow out the way we did. Um, one of the stats that come up, mate, um, that margin was the lowest margin in a final resident since 1908. <laughs> um, so that's a long time ago, 1908, mate. What, um, the lowest score, what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, so, not, yeah, that's the the lower final scoring team since 1908. Oh, wow, that's 114 years ago. Um, what do you mean? Was, it, was that Albert Thurgood's days, mate? <laughs> oh, you, we should ask him on Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's still around. But, um, yeah, look, I, I just think, you know, obviously going inside 50, we just bombed it too often. Um, mm. And I really 
felt we should have been up at halftime. You know, I think we had a lot more opportunities. Um, we're putting on fantastic pressure on the Bulldogs. Um, and, you know, I think uh, Josh Marty said in you know, his address to the members, you know, they probably felt they should have been a couple of goals up at halftime. Um, we didn't. Uh, obviously, you, know, you can only score what you did. And, you know, we're a couple of, high, a couple of points behind and we're right in the game. But uh, unfortunately, uh, when that rain came, mate, it was just, you know, and it's understandable too. That they're bigger bodies and seasoned bodies really, you know, put us, you know, in our place. You know, they really, it was like boys to men in a way. Yeah. Um, so I just think, you know, overall, a lot of what ifs there, mate. You know, like Nick Hind, that was a big loss. Yeah. Um, and none of these uh, differences would probably change the game, but, you know, like, you know, it always uh, makes you wonder, you know, if that rain had to kept away, um, you know, it's probably more to our liking. Um, and, you know, obviously we, we can't, we can only take what actually happened, but, you know, I just think that we would have been a lot more competitive. There hadn't have been that rainstorm that came across and really set in, but, um, you know, that's uh, all gone by the wayside now, so we just got to accept it. Uh, hope it drives the players because I think it will, you know. Um, because you know, everyone's saying, Yeah, you haven't won a final for 17 years. Well, that's fine, that's a club, but don't take it out on these young blokes. Like, mm-hmm. just, a lot of them, you know, 10 of them were playing their first final, so that history the club has of not winning a final only one of those final losses is relevant to that group now. Um, if you know what I mean. So it yeah. shouldn't be all heaped on these players that, oh, he cost us a chance to win the final. Um, and I, I see, um, disappointingly, mate, um, you know, uh, it looks like Tipper's been subject to, uh, you know, believe it or not, Essendon fans attacking him, or at least one Essendon fan attacking him on one of the group's pages, um, which is really disappointing. Um, you know, you know, everyone loves Tipper, and you know, I wouldn't like to be that guy who did it because I reckon uh, there'd be a few members that would like to have a private conversation with him. Yeah, but, um, a bit of box room counselling, mate. Yeah, it was really disappointing that you attack him. But um, yeah, like you know, Anthony McDonald's actually came out and uh, Anthony McDonald, what he's come out and actually uh, addressed it um, and just said basically this needs to stop now. Um, you know, the racism is, you know, just totally uncalled for and there's no place for it. Um, never the, There never was, but we're not that ignorant anymore, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, no one can ex- uh, use that excuse that, oh, I'm not really educated on, um, you know, racism and so forth. You know, there's, there's a standard out there and the standard is uh, show respect to everyone. Um I'll just read out a quick quote from Anthony McDonald Tippin. What do you mean? Um, As a society, we should never define anyone by their colour of their skin, religion, race, culture, or ability in Australia. We are one people and a diverse community that should be uh, galvanising together instead of uh, ripping each other apart. My family, and I like many others, are separated by distance and COVID-19 restrictions which has made this year very difficult for all. 
We all feel isolated and we should be using our words to unite us in the face of adversity. So really well written by AMT. Um, but yes, just so disappointing. And I know this is this is where it's really unfortunate, mate. One person makes a comment and it, it gets attributed to us all, if you know what I mean, like because it's, you know, oh, that, look at Essendon supporters doing that. Well, no, it was one supporter. Um, and it's one supporter too many, I admit that. But um, yeah, he doesn't represent every other Essendon fan, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And, like, especially when you think of, you know, the proud history that Essendon's had in, uh, you know, bringing Indigenous players um, into the fold. Like, you look at some of our legends, you know, Dean Rioli, Michael Long, you know, look at some of my favourite players in the past, Shea Cockatoo Collins, mate. Um, Gavin Wanganine. Uh, Gavin Wanganine. <laughs> like, you know, we are one of these clubs, like, we're, um, but like, the long walk, um, you know, all these sorts of initiatives. Uh, so, yeah, like, especially for a club like Essendon, um, you can't say you're uneducated because, you know, uh, through our proudest years with uh, Kevin Sheedy and all that at the front, um, you know, that connection um, with our Indigenous champions, like that has been promoted again and again and again. And, um, you know, you just think, how, how can you try to, you know, have a go at someone, um, you know, based off race? It doesn't make sense to me, especially a, a character such as Tipper. I mean, when he takes the field, mate, um, you get supporters on both sides of the fence uh, just smiling with some of the stuff he can do, the the goals he kicked, you know, the, you know, how many times he uh, turned a match, mate, and you just think, geez, the, the talent of this bloke, um, unbelievable. He's gone through a difficult period and um, he's put his hand up, which is extremely brave to do, especially in um, such a, uh, I suppose, a, a real in-the-spotlight environment like the AFL um, where, you know, it, it's been made public that he was having personal issues and, you know, they seem to be the subject of, um, you know, people talk about, oh, you're not strong enough or whatever. Like that's that old school thinking coming into place. But I'll tell you what, mate, I think quite a number of us know that if you put your hand up for help, that's a that's a sign of strength. And uh, McDonald Tip and Woody's uh, absolutely done that. Uh, so he has done nothing to deserve any criticism directed at him. So it's, um, yeah, real disappointing to see. And I hope that the person... Um, you know, if they're a member of the club, has their membership revoked? We don't need... Um... Uh, he wasn't a member. He's a supporter, but not a member. <laughs> yeah, well, he wouldn't have been any more if, if he was. Um, uh, but in any case, um, yeah, I really hope, uh, yeah, that person gets some education about, um, uh, you know, <laughs> this, uh, how, to, how to treat another human being, um, you know, never mind what, uh, what sort of colour, race, nationality, anything they are. Um, and certainly all our good thoughts go out to Anthony John Tip and Woody. We've certainly missed him in the side and look forward to him uh, coming back fitter and stronger next year. Um, but just going on with uh, you know, poor behaviour from fans, mate, um, you know, the other blight um, that we've been in receipt of is um, you know, all the anger directed towards uh, Cody Waitman for the Dogs. Um, obviously, he got paid a number of uh, free kicks and kicked goals from them. And look, mate, um, you, you play to the whistle. Um, a couple of those free kicks were absolutely there. 
couple of the others I thought were you know, a bit 50-50, um, if not a bit lenient. But look, it's not Cody Waitman that paid the free, mate. Um, he was just good enough to kick the goals through. So, um, And he's certainly not the reason why we lost that game. We lost that game because we failed to kick a goal after the 28-minute mark of the second quarter. Um, so uh, anyone directing hate towards Waitman, um, yeah, really needs to pull the head in, I reckon. Um, he's just a player on the field. Um, you know, just we had 22 out there on the park um, for us and the circumstances of his goals. Yep. Frustrating for us, Essendon fans. Absolutely. Uh, but um, yeah, it shouldn't be the cause of, uh, of hate directed towards him. Um, and again, he, he played a, a dangerous role. We were obviously um, very wary of him. Um, and that's, that's unfortunately why we've given away those free kicks. And um, yeah, at the end of the day, um, his team walks forward another week in the finals while uh, Essendon, uh, yeah, we just didn't make the most of our opportunities. Uh, in the end, we, we kicked four goals, 12, mate. So that's 12 scoring shots where we uh, could have put them through the big sticks and uh, and didn't make them count. So uh, certainly, um, yeah, it's not on Waitman's shoulders. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty disappointing to see that. Yeah, well, look, I'm yeah, on that side of it. I get very frustrated in the footy, as you know, mate. Um, and I, I was, yeah, I'll go as, as far as to say I was very angry with it. It was almost Selwood like um, <laughs> how he kept uh, lowering his shoulder, you know, yeah. really leaning into to get, draw the contact. Mm. But as Selwood's made an art of it, uh, it's a bit of a craft. And, um, yep. you know, uh, you know, people know when they're playing against Joel Selwood that. You need to go low because you know he's going to drop his head. And, you know, the same will happen with Waitman. People will realise that's a bit of a craft he tries to use. Um, and, you know, we just need to, you know, be better at it. Like, is it cheating? Well, the umpire blows the whistle. So, you know, if he can con the umpire, well, yeah, he wins. But, yeah, it shouldn't be personal like it. You know, we all love our footy. But, you know, once you start crossing that line and attacking someone personally outside of football, yeah, you're in dangerous territory. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not trying to school any of our Essendon supporters because I, I get frustrated as well, and, you know, yell out things and, and all of that. But, I mean, like after the game, when the game's done, uh, the cold hard re- reality hits and you realise, well, how much did that bloke really cost us from advancing you know when you look at the game over over the whole um it certainly wasn't just him um and we've got a few errors ourselves that we need to address but um i guess the other news mate is uh it's now official dan jordan uh will be leaving the coaching group uh after three years at the club uh we know he coached our vfl side and you know really stepped in after the james kelly uh, uh, left, you know, at the start of the year, if you can remember back, mm. uh, picked up the, the slack and he, you know, he went to the forward line. Now, probably that's our weakest line in terms of um, transition into the forward line, but we were the fourth highest scoring team. So, um, you know, when you think about it, that's pretty pretty good over the 18 teams, mate, fourth highest scoring team over the, over the year. Um, so he was doing some things right. And uh, it would be interesting to see 
who comes in to the coaching group. Like, I haven't really heard anyone linked. You know, I've been thinking about Dean Solomon, um, who we know would like to come back into the fold or at least into the coaching ranks. He's already declared that. Um, I think he'd be a great get. But um, obviously, we don't know all the what Truck and, you know, uh, Blake Carousel and Gia are looking to add. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who fills that void. Absolutely, mate. I think uh, Clarkson's still... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah. um, I mean, like, so he's been at the club seven years, you know, mostly in the VFL for that period. And uh, word is that, yeah, the players have loved him. Um, so all the best to Dan Jordan and, um, you know, what's moving forward in your career. In terms of, um, you know, who might come in to that position, you know, I reckon there might be a bit of a... Uh, Musical chairs action, mate. You know, whether it's G going to the forward line, Solly potentially coming in and taking the backs. Um, but in any case, um, yeah, the one thing that the weekend's game just continues to point out to us was our uh, transition um, going to the forward line is, uh, yeah, needs a lot of work, mate, uh, to, to say the least. So, um, yeah, whoever takes up that role is... Uh, yeah, they've got a lot of talent to work with. Um, you know, they've got Peter Wright, obviously. Harrison Jones will be back. Um, you know, you've got blokes like Waterman who can play a role. You've got um, Tipper and, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of um, you know, really good players. Jake Stringer, obviously. But, uh, um, you know, if you're looking at, you know, what have I got to work with? Well, geez, there's a, there's a lot to work with. Um, but, uh, yeah, so whoever takes up that role, um, yeah, will be uh, pretty important to how we develop as a side. So it'll be a, certainly a key signing uh, in this off-season. All right, well, let's get into the game. Um, you know, there won't be many goals to talk about, as we know. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, it was a final. I, I don't know about you, mate. I had a pretty uh, sleepless night the night before, you know, just dreaming that perhaps we could end a streak. And, like, for our listeners... Um, who don't know, obviously, uh, me and Nick had a, um, a pledge we made um, back in, oh, I think it was around the 2007 mark, and uh, we just said wherever Essendon play in the final, uh, we'll be there when we win our next one. And we've travelled to Adelaide and watched them get beaten by 97 points or 98 <laughs> points. Um, we went to the Perth, watched them get smashed there. Um, where else have we been, mate? Yeah. Uh, so was uh, it- Sydney. We went to Sydney and watched yeah. them get belted there. Um, I was one of those people that went on the bus, um, if anyone can remember, the, uh, the bus from Windy Hill. Um, and m- myself and my daughter, it was one of the most uncomfortable bus rides Um <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, next time I'll definitely put my hand in my pocket and pay to go on a plane if I can. <laughs> um, yeah, that bus ride seemed to take forever and, you know, it wasn't the um, greatest uh, seating in the world. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, were, we we stuck true to our word would be at the next final win. And um, when it was at Tassie, it almost felt like, and we couldn't go, we just didn't have the option to go. Um I just felt like, gee, that pledge, mate, we made, it would have meant so much actually being at the ground when we do break that hoodoo. But 
I was happy for it to be broken. Um, but obviously, it didn't happen. And, uh, mate, the only silver lining, uh, we've got a chance uh, to follow the team again and hopefully be there when it happens. Well, that's it. So the Bombers fans have got us to thank for, uh, for losing that final. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we haven't given them any luck, mate, going to watch them. <laughs> so uh, none of it on us. Um, uh, send, uh, don't send any hate mail. Um, uh, we don't control it. But um, yeah, we will be there if we can um, in future years. Uh, let's hope next year's the one. But um, let's start the game, mate. Uh, you know, it was uh, the Bulldogs had the first forward thrust. They did, mate. And then we saw Ridley. Take, like, he was huge, mate. Took a one-handed grab. Um, pretty difficult in those conditions too as the dogs push forward. And uh, unfortunately, we just couldn't work it out. And after some nervous moments, uh, Trelaw snapped through a point and uh, you know, thought we sort of got away with one there. And then we saw, um, you know, as we exited the 50, France took a huge mark on the wing and delivered it to Caldwell for his first touch of the game. He got 52 um, after, uh, you know, there was some rough and tumble going on. But, uh, look, he his kick to right missed absolutely everything. Uh, so, uh, yeah, a bit of rust there on on Caldwell, but um, good, good he got his first touch. Uh, we then seemed to get some control of the footy and made the most of it when Stringer snapped through a beautiful crumbed goal on his left, mate. Yeah, it was really exciting, you know, to get that first goal, you know, just to break the ice and you know, um, get it from Jake Stringer, who's a, you know, really like a barometer for the team. Um, just felt like, you know, that's a perfect start. Absolutely. And then uh, soon after, we saw Cutler, of all people, Take a bit of a pack mark, mate. Um, I thought it was very impressive by him, and he pumped it inside 50, and eventually we got a point through Merritt. Um, but some good work there. And then we saw Caldwell uh, deliver it to Snelling, tight in the pocket. Uh, unfortunately, he only, only, only managed the point. Uh, and then it turned into a real arm wrestle for a while, but neither side was a, was clean uh, with their forward entries. Unfortunately, though, um, Waitman played for free as Lav took him in a tackle, and it was paid, um, and he, uh, yeah, you know, dropped to the knees, but, you know, he was good enough to, to kick it through, so dogs had their first. Yeah, um, I wasn't that disappointed, that, uh, yeah, just to see the intent on Laverde's tackle. Um, mm. It was a really strong tackle and, and probably held on too long in the end, and, um, but, yeah, I thought, well, at least the young fella... Knows uh, he's not going to get any easy ball down there. Mm. Um, yeah, not knowing what was to come, but uh, yeah, he, yeah, I've got to say, he looks a real accurate kick for goal. He does, mate. And uh, look, then we saw the dogs again get it up their end. And that one was really frustrating because we tackled them twice and they really should have been pinged for holding the ball, but they were allowed to play on. And eventually the ball spilled out and Hannon was able to uh, to drill through their second goal. Yeah, well, how did the umpire miss that? It was a clear, like, okay, incorrect disposal. Um, but because the play happened so quick, I think you know, uh, the umpires just thought, yeah, play on, you know, keep the ball moving. But, um, yeah, they, they didn't look at it in isolation. That, oh, hang on, he didn't dispose of the ball correctly in the first place. Mm. Uh, then we saw um, Francis... Have a have a shot, and he really should have kicked that goal. Uh, but unfortunately, he went 
the, the wrong side of the post and Cutler got a point as well soon after. Um, and that was after uh, McGrath. He got absolutely rocketed in the back uh, and no free kick was paid there. Um, well, that's how we ended the quarter, mate. So we were down by three points. Um, one goal for 10 to the Dogs, two goals, one, 13. Yeah, so it was a real tight contest. Uh, as you said, mate, the ball was played basically between the flanks a lot. Um, just not neither side could really pinpoint uh, their forward entries. Uh, you know, a lot of well, all the goals came from um, you know plays, like not from your traditional lead up and take a mark. It was all you know off the off the uh, ground or you know. Uh, in play, so uh, kind of said a lot about the conditions in Tassie. Mm. All right, so as we went into that second quarter, yeah, the start could have been a real horror for us when Cutler accidentally kicked the ball straight to English, who was only about 15 metres out or so. Uh, but with his shot, he uh, hit the post and we sort of got away with one there. Uh, and then when Smith marked in the middle of the ground, a dogs player encroached in his zone and we got a 50-metre penalty, mate, um, for, for Dev to actually get one his way. A bit of a rarity, and he was good enough to kick it through. Yeah, that was great. And uh, it wasn't long after that. We got another goal through Darcy Parrish after the ball um, you know, basically fell uh, and he just collected it and snapped it through. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, Draper grabbed the ball out of a ball-up situation and kicked towards goal and, yeah, Parish read it best and crammed it to, to kick the goal, which was fantastic. Uh, and then we saw Shield accidentally shoe the shoe the ball out of bounds, uh, and it was called insufficient intent. And yeah, I think that one, yeah, it was it was unfortunate, but I guess you could see it was there. But unfortunately, um, Norton, who hadn't touched the ball really up until that point, he was good enough to snap one through, and it, uh, that seemed to fire him up a bit. Uh, so the dog pegged one back there. And then there was a very dubious free kick paid to Waitman again after he ran into Draper just outside of the square. Um, you know, Draper had thrown his boot at the at the ball and uh, Waitman really just ran into him. Um, but the, uh, the umpire had adjudicated that, that was high contact. Um, and again, he kicked one. And I think, you know, they're the ones that were frustrating for us as fans. Um, but... You know, you got to pay to the whistle. Yeah, disappointing because uh, there was no intent at all. You know, it was uh, inconsequential uh, contact. Mm. Um, and it's only been forced because Waitman ran in under his armpit, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, in a final, really disappointing. And I hope those umpires are actually judged harshly on that. And, they, you know, it costs them getting the game, you know, in future finals, like I know it doesn't work out like that, but you know, that just you know kills you. You know what I mean? Like it, mm. there should be some consequence, uh, even if we're, we're not uh, made aware. I mm. hope they get judged harshly on that at you know, AFL House. Absolutely. Uh, look, then we had a fair bit of the footy, but we just weren't clean with it, and uh, the dogs took it up their end and kicked another uh, through Josh Shackey. Um, but our chance. Um, you know, came next through Francis, who again managed just the point. Uh, and then we saw Snelling get a point as well soon after. 
And it was some great work by Franger on the flank to get the footy back again. And, um, but like our chances were rushed and because we weren't clean with it, um, you know, we, we were sort of, uh, you know, firing almost blindly at the goals. Uh, and then we saw uh, Parrish. He, he looked to have jagged one from a stoppage, uh, but it turned out to be only a minor score. Uh, but we finally got a cleaner shot at goal when Draper socked one off the deck to Caldwell, who tapped it to Parrish, who hit Stringer in the pocket, and Jakey was good enough to slaughter it around the corner, mate. Yeah, and I guess uh, if any Essendon fan, you know, we, we were in, I think, a couple of points, mate, or mm. one point even um, at that stage. Um, yeah, if somebody had said to you, mate, that's our last goal for 2021, um, hard to believe, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would, mate. Uh, yeah, so we then rushed a, a point through for the dogs um, with some great defensive work by Cutler uh, before Draper took a grab about 65 metres out. And he was then dumped by Liberatore, like after he'd taken the mark, but the 50 wasn't paid. And I just don't get that one. Um, you know, he's clearly taken the mark, but it was what it was. Um, and ended the half uh, just three points down. Uh, so four goals, seven thirty-one to the dogs. Five goals, four thirty-four. And I thought, you know, uh, we started that second term pretty well, um, you know, and then the Bulldogs came back and you know got those three goals in a row, and that looked a little bit dangerous. But as you said, the ball was in our forward line for you know a good portion of that last part of that uh, quarter. Mm. And it probably hurt us that we only got the one goal through Stringer. Um, as I said, you know, we, we had our chances, just couldn't make the most of them. Um, and as I said, that 50 metre, mate, it would have been great to get that. Um, mm. I mean, that wasn't paid either. But yeah, I guess at half time, I just thought, you know, um, yeah, not knowing the rain was going to be torrential for the rest of the game, um, I just felt like our younger legs might hold up. Mm. Um, but that kind of went away when I was watching at half time. The rain was getting heavier and heavier. I was a little bit nervous going into the third. Yeah, well, as we got into it, you know, we got a point early, early through Cutler, uh, and then a while later, when the dogs were pushing forward, Stringer laid a huge tackle uh, to get the footy back for us. And uh, look, while he wasn't getting much of the ball, he was certainly throwing himself at every contest. Uh, then we saw Draper grab the ball from a boundary throw-in and chuck it on the boot. Um, unfortunately, just scored the point. And then we saw Waitman get yet another free pay to him close to goal with Gleeson having two arms around his waist. And that one was absolutely there, mate, um, when you saw the replay. Uh, there was no need for, for Gleeson to do that. Uh, and it was disappointing because after we'd clawed our way back to be just one point down, he kicked his third to put them up by seven points. Yeah, it was very frustrating because I said, you know, Gleason, you know they're going to pay that. You know, as soon as they see two arms around you, even if you hardly touch them, mm. as soon as they see those two arms around the body, they easily pay the free kick. So you know, I was hoping that wasn't going to continue. But, yeah, then when Waitman got that fourth goal, yeah. um, and that was just a ridiculous one, that one. Um, yeah, we're playing a final uh, it was a hip and shoulder in play. Um, and, yeah, the umpire said it was, you know, a free kick. And then, of course, he snapped it. 
Mm. You know, and all of a sudden it was 13 points and you know, the frustration level was very high at this stage, mate. This, this little bugger had kicked four goals and all from free kicks. Yeah, that's that's a disappointing thing. But, you know, he was good enough to kick him. So, um, you know, there's no good crying over spilt milk. Um, look, they got another point and we're up by 14. Uh, then the ball pinged around for quite a while. But again, it was the dogs that were cleaner with it. When Shaki marked uncontested, unfortunately, and he goaled uh, to put them up by 20 points with five minutes left in the third. And then we saw Young hit Merritt in the midriff. And, um, you know, the free was paid. And I just loved watching Jakey Stringer and Smith go in to fly the flag. You know, hopefully the boys won't be uh, in too much bother for their um, for the mischief there. You know, Smith certainly was, you know, throwing the get- jumper punches. Um, but then uh, at the death, we saw the dogs continuing to play dirty and Francis were hit, was hit off the ball, um, giving Draper a chance at goal. Uh, but he managed just the point after a score review. Um, you know, he's kicking from just outside 50, which really tested his his range. Um, personally, I didn't know if he was going to make the distance at all, but just got there. But uh, yeah, just a minor score there. So we finished that third quarter down by 19 points. Four goals, 10, 34 to the Dogs. Eight goals, 5, 53. Yeah, that was just a little bit, um, you know, there was a lot of lot of worry, actually, um, going into three-quarter time for me. I just thought the game was on, you know, all on the Bulldogs' terms. Um, and, and the fact we couldn't get a goal that quarter in the so-called premiership quarter, mate, um, <laughs> did, didn't read very well. Um, I... Yeah, I was hopeful something could happen in the last, but I've got to say I was leaning to, towards more being pessimistic. Um, mm. It's just like, you know, I just think we'd missed our chances with, you know, so many shots on goal that we just couldn't, you know, ice. Yeah, it was, uh, it was difficult because the, the bad times kept coming uh, because starting that quarter, uh, Merritt's legs were taken out from under him Yet somehow that was paid in the back to the Bulldogs. Um, and then we saw Stringer. like He nearly kicked an absolute ripper of a goal. Uh, but unfortunately, Durham tried to take the mark um, and missed. So he, uh, we got just the point there. And then we wow. saw Vandermeer take a mark just five metres out and put them up by four goals. And from there, it was just a procession to the Dogs uh, with goals to Hannon, two to Norton, one to Smith. Uh, and while we managed just a late point to Drake Stringer, and uh, in the end, mate, we ended up going down by 49 points, 13 goals, 7.85, to our four goals, 12.36. Yeah, really disappointing the way we finished off that game. Um, I just felt like, you know, we'd you know, really been served the footy lesson. Um, as I said, I just think it was more... Um, yeah, more of a case of our in effect to be able to play, um, you know, wet weather footy when it counted. Um, and just our transition into the forward line was just, you know, not up to final standard. Um, so look, I think, you know, we're all surprised that we made the finals, but it doesn't stop it hurting when, you, when you're, um, you know, removed from them either. So um, 
I think the best thing we can hope for is that players learn from this experience. Um, you know, they, Kevin Sheedy used to say, mate, that a final's worth 20 games of footy. Um, so, you know, for a younger player, it's like adding 20 games to their career. Um, I don't know how he based that on, but, uh, you know, for, for a guy that coached as many t- games as he did, I'll take his word for it. But, um, yeah, I guess it's good experience for the, the likes of, you know, Archie Perkins, Alec Waterman, you know, even Peter Wright never played a final. Um, you know, a lot of these players will have, you know, bad memories from their first one, but same token, um yeah, you know, it might drive them over the preseason, you know, to make the improvements in their game that they need. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think um, you know, whichever way you look at it, um, yeah, we come away from that game going, Jesus, there's, there's a long way between us and uh being a, a team that can um you know really compete for a flag. Like that's that's what we're there for. We're not there to make it to fourth or fifth position, we're there to win a flag. Um so um, yeah, from our ball use to our um, kicks inside 50 to our goal kicking uh, to our ability to hold tackles. I think that was another area where we really, um, you know, let ourselves down at times. The dogs were just able to break out of tackles um, far too easily for mine. Um, but, you know, in saying that, there's a, there was a lot we were doing good. I mean, you look at the, the stats across like a lot of it's very even disposals like bang on even 367 a piece um yeah inside 50s you know pretty similar 56 to them 52 to us uh disposal efficiency 66.2 percent for both sides um uh, of course free kicks went in their their favor but um yeah that again that that wasn't the deciding factor of the match um Hitouts, we actually won 53 to their 34. I thought Draper played an absolutely fantastic game for us. Um, but interestingly, even though we won the hitouts by quite a margin, they won the clearances 45 to our 37. So, um, look, you know, there's a lot we're doing right, but uh, we've just got other levels to um, to move to. And surely, you know, from that experience, uh, you know, the guys will sort of, yeah, no doubt they'll brood on that for a time, but hopefully that's the fire that'll burn in them um, to make them work that bit harder. Uh, to uh, you know, as Al Pacino says, mate, go that extra inch for each other, and uh, uh, and really push for a, a strong finals campaign in two thousand twenty-two. Yeah, agree. Um, just on that, mate, with the Al Pacino reference, so. Uh... Well done to, I think, Herbertron, his name is, uh, who made that video um, that was going around the rounds with the, uh, you know, the inch by inch. Um, you know, I think that movie came from Any Given Sunday, um, mm. which is a great film. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, you know, pretty inspiring. I wonder if the boys uh, were directed to that video you know, internally from the club. Um, uh, you know, not that it got us over the line, but, you know, just the uh, it was kind of inspirational even as a fan to watch it. So uh, well done, uh, Herb, for that. But um, yeah, I guess that's all we can say about the game. It was you know disappointing. You know, for about half, we're right up there, and as, as said, I reckon the rain um, really put to bed any 
chance we had in that match and um, you know, they showed they were the better side on the day. Well, I guess we'll have another break, mate. We'll come back with the unveiling of our Don's Cast Medal winner. And you're listening to the Don's Cast as we go into our Don's Cast medal votes. And this is the conclusion, mate. So um, we actually had a quick speak. I oh, spoke about this before uh, the, this is uh, starting. So, uh, and we've actually gone the same five players. Um, and that wasn't out of, uh, out of just agreeing with each other. We both wrote them down and... Both came up the same five, so we'll end any suspicion. But um, yeah, you, you start, mate. Yeah, beauty, mate. So um, yeah, this one was a bit of a tough one. There were some blokes who who played roles throughout the game, um, but I thought, you know, going from the bottom, I gave one vote to Jake Stringer, and perhaps a bit surprising to some, um, given he only had what nine possessions uh, for the game, and all of those were kicks. Uh, interestingly enough. Uh, but I thought, you know, he was the one player that really tried to take the game by the scruff of the neck at times. Um, you know, he kicked the two goals and really should have had three. Uh, but for Durham, um, unfortunately, getting in the way there, I'm not putting that on Durham. That's uh, like he done the right thing, trying to take the mark, make sure of the goal, um, but just didn't work on that occasion. Um, so Jakey really could have had three. Um, and even, uh, you know, a fourth uh, if he kicked that one at the end there. Uh, but it was his eight tackles. Uh, that I found, um, yeah, just fantastic for us. And they were, like he was really trying to make his uh, the impact felt. Um, so I, I thought he he really uh, tried hard for us on the day, Jake. He just didn't work out for us. Uh, so one vote to him. Uh, two votes I went for Jordan Ridley. Um, you know, that first half he played absolutely outstanding on Norton. Uh, and it was only that second half where they really got off the leash. But I thought he... Played a fantastic role for us. Uh, 17 disposals, uh, six marks uh, from that. But the bit was impressive to me was eight intercepts possessions, um, which is absolutely fantastic, and six contested possessions. So uh, not only did he uh, show some clean hands at times, but he was willing to do the tough stuff and um, laid three tackles as well down there. So I thought uh, another great game from, from Ridley. Uh, three votes, I went for Big Sammy Draper. I thought he played an outstanding role for us on the day. Um, smashed them in the hitouts, I thought. Uh, 44 hitouts uh, to Draper in the end. Uh, made four tackles, five clearances, which is huge. Had the 18 disposals in the end um, with five big marks. Uh, kicked a couple of behinds. And, um, so, um, you yeah, where he could try to get dangerous. Um, and 407 metres gained for us. So I, I thought he played an absolutely fantastic game for us. Uh, and he'll learn a lot from that experience uh, in, in terms of, you know, where he can make his impact better felt there. But I thought on the day he played outstanding. Uh, the four votes, I went to Zach Merritt. Another just fantastic uh, game from him. 31 disposals in the end. Um, but... Yeah, it wasn't just his offensive side of the game where he got 593 metres gained for us, four clearances. Um, it got a point as well. Um, unfortunately, couldn't convert, but it was his nine tackles that really impressed me. Um, so doing uh, the defensive 
uh, side of things as well. And uh, yeah, six intercept possessions at 13 contested possessions. Uh, I thought that was uh, absolutely outstanding. So well done to Zach. But uh, the five votes, I had to go for Darcy Parrish. He was absolutely everywhere, particularly in that first half. I think he had about 24 disposals just in that first half, James. Um, and he was just doing everything he could for us. Had 11 clearances throughout the course of the game. Four tackles, 35 disposals, kicked a goal and... Uh, had a goal assist as well uh, with a, with another shot at goal that just went for the minor score. Um, but, yeah, this bloke, um, he just really turned it on and, and has done so in the big games. Um, <laughs> but going through his other stats, seven score involvements, three intercept possessions and 18 contested possessions, Shane. Absolutely outstanding work from Darcy Parrish. Uh, so five votes to him. And, uh, yeah, as we discussed, mate, uh, you, you came up with the same five. Yeah, same five. And I thought, yeah, Darcy Parrish um, was clearly the best player for us. Um, yeah, Zach Merritt, like, they've been partners in crime all year. Um, had a great game from Zach as well. Yeah, really good game from, you know, Sam Draper in his first, uh, first final, mate. Um, but he really stood up for us. And, as you said, with those clearances and, you know, he seems – you know, real um, energy ball, you know, for the club. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he didn't um, hurt his reputation at all. Um, yeah, two to Ridley. Uh, look, Norton did end up kicking a few goals, but uh, Ridley's efforts and marking was standout. And, uh, he's, he's had a good year um, on the back of his uh, best and fairest. And lastly, yeah, the one vote... Jake Stringer again, mate. I saw those eight tackles, which was huge. And every time I saw him on screen, mate, he was busting a gut to get to tackle. Um, and, you know, he kicked the two goals. Could have easily been three or four um, in, you know, limited chances in our forward line. And, um, yeah, great great season by Jakey and yeah, gave him a vote as well. So we're on the same page. And just uh, some breaking news, mate. The match review... Uh, has come out. Now, Jake Stringer, he's been charged with striking Lewis Young during the third quarter of the elimination final. And thankfully, mate, in summary, you can accept a $1,500 sanction with an early plea. Yeah. So based on the available evidence, the incident was assessed as striking. Um, the incident was classified as 2500 sanction. As the first offence, the player can accept fifteen hundred with an early plea. So I'm sure he'll take that offer. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, great year from Jakey. And on the back of a brand new contract, I reckon he can afford the fifteen hundred. <laughs> um, uh, we did have another charge, mate. Now, not to get you nervous, but listen to this one, Zach Merrick. Oh, bloody hell! So he's been charged with rough conduct uh, against Tom Liberatore uh, during the fourth quarter. But in summary, you can accept $2,000 sanction with an early plea. Based on the available evidence, the incident was assessed as careless conduct, low impact and high contact. Uh, So the incident was classified as a $3,000 sanction. But as a first offence, the player can accept a $2,000 sanction. So both those boys got new contracts and they'll be paying a little bit of tax on that after paying that fine. But um, thankfully... um, and also, like Dev Smith was, you know, for his part, was, you know, 
not even called up. Uh, at the other end, Ryan Gardner for the Bulldogs. He is charged with engaging in rough conduct against uh, Aaron Francis, uh, and uh, he's he's been given a two thousand dollar fine. So, no suspensions of uh, you know match suspensions, which is great. And uh, yeah, so at least uh, you know, no carryover. You know, I was a bit nervous when I saw Jake Stringer throw that punch, mate, or jump a punch. Um, yeah. He's usually one that. Yeah, the, the umps don't miss or the match review doesn't miss, but uh, thankfully uh, he's free to play round one. Beautiful. Happy with that, mate. Mm. All right, so if I go through the votes, mate. Um, so this is the, the final count of the Don's Cast Medal voting and go from the bottom again. So on two votes each, we've got Shield, Cutler and Stewart. Three votes to Phillips, four to Durham, Five votes each to Francis and Jones. Six votes each to Cox and Snelling. Eight votes to Smith. 13 to Draper. Perkins on 14. Hooker on 15. Peter Wright on 16 votes. Tipper on 18 votes. And now we've got the top 10, mate. So if we go number 10, Mason Redmond on 19 votes. Nine, we've got Langford on 21 Eight, we've got Laverde on 26 votes. Tied with McGrath on 26 votes. So eight and seven there, or equal seventh, if you want to call it that. Uh, sixth, we've got Dyson Heppel on 32 votes. Five, Hind on 54. Four, we've got Jackie Stringer on 63. Three, uh, Ridley on 90 votes. Two, we've got Parrish on 114 votes. And the winner of the 2021 Don's Cast Medal, Zach Merritt on 126 votes. Yeah, great year by Zach um, and Das and, and Jake. Um, and obviously uh, Ridley coming back from you know, winning it last year to finish in the top you know, three or four is fantastic. And, um, yeah, like I said, you can see that, all those players, you know, they're under 28 years of age, um, you know, Stringer being the oldest of those, um, but many of them quite young. So it's great to have these guys locked in you know, to represent the Bombers over the coming years. All right, well, um, yeah, there, there's our second uh, Don's Cast medalist, mate, after Jordan Ridley won it last year. Uh, Zach Merritt, well done on winning the 2021 Don's Cast medal. Absolutely. Now, it'll be interesting to see, mate, um, yeah, when they do the best and fairest or the Crichton medal um, precedent because, uh, you know, our, our, our sort of votes sort of rang true um, last year. We'll see if Zach Merritt comes out on top this year. But I dare say our top 10 will uh, look a little bit different. I think there'll be guys like Snelling um, that, you know, that is valued you know, a bit more by the coaches, by different roles they play. Um, whether it's other guys like, um, you know, like Tipper um, from his rich vein of form early in the season. So, Hempel yeah, we... will probably get up there, mate. Um, yeah, mm. you know, coming back from injury. And yeah. then, like, obviously, that the club does the voting totally different to us. Mm. Um, so, obviously, understand it. But I think last year we got seven of the 10, mate. So, it'll be interesting to see how many we get this time. Absolutely. 
All right, well, let's have a break and uh, we'll come back with By The Numbers. And you're listening to the Don's cast. And now we go by the numbers and we go starting off with Andy McGrath. Yeah, well, it was a funny one, wasn't it? Um, he certainly seemed to find a bit of the ball early. Um, but then his, his influence for mine seemed to die off a bit. I mean, at the end of the day, he managed just the 15 disposals. Uh, so nine kicks, six handballs, three marks. But did make three tackles. Uh, but for mine, his, his impact was uh, was fairly fairly limited. How about yourself, James? Yeah, I would have expected a little bit more from Andy. Um, he's had a few games back now. Um, yeah, disposal rate was only at sixty seven percent. Obviously, the wet weather wouldn't have helped that. But um, yeah, I, I think you know missing that large chunk of footy. Uh, I reckon Andy will be keen to put in a big preseason, and um, you know, because we really need him to be, you know, closer to elite next year. Um, and I reckon it's hard coming back from long injuries. So, uh, yeah, I think he's got tremendous growth in him. I, I reckon he can, you know, really surprise us next year, going to the next level. He's already a very good player, but I mean, yeah, there's more room with Andy to go even further. I reckon. Sam Draper, we both gave him votes, mate. We both felt he have, did a great job in the ruck. Um, what would you like to say about him? Yeah, look, he really asserted his authority over English. Um, thought he played a fantastic game for us. He was really aggressive, um, obviously helping our mids get the footy and obviously tried to bust it forward himself on quite a few occasions. Just loved his work. So, um, no, nah, fantastic game from Draper. Yeah, and look, at uh, you know, one thing I'd love for him to work on over the preseason, you know, is just his set shot kicking for goal. Yeah. Because I reckon there's, I reckon he can be, yeah, you know, real dangerous ruckman who can go forward and kick goals, but you know, he just needs to, you know, get a bit more confidence going for goal. You know, because uh, sometimes he kind of pokes at the footy. He doesn't really get uh, a huge amount of distance with his kicks, but um, I reckon he can do a little bit better there. So I reckon yeah, a bit of work on that area, but uh, uh, he's been tremendous. And, and he missed a lot of footy too, mate, with that injury. So mm. um, when you think about it, it's a tremendous comeback, especially for a ruckman who does so many you know, kilometres during a game. Um, you know, you think about losing that, you know, that you know, running ability during that time that you're re- recovering. Um, yeah, I reckon he could even go even further to another level um, come 2022. Easy. Darcy Parrish, we both gave him best on, mate, with the 35 disposals. Um, great game by him. 71% disposal, which is pretty high, mate, when you think about the wet weather. Yeah, it was, mate. Um, he was he was just a class above. Um, but an absolutely fantastic game. Like 11 clearances, that's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, seven score involvements, so he he really set us up uh, six inside fifties um, and to lay four tackles as well. I, I thought it was just outstanding. So another fantastic game from Parrish. Evan Smith, um, you know, he 
tried his guts out as he always does, mate. Got the six tackles, uh, kicked a goal after that 50 metre penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, just the 13 disposals, eight kicks, five handballs, at only 54% disposal efficiency, mate. So shows his kicking was, um, you know, usually rushed or, you know, really poking at the footy. Um, yeah, I think Dev would be disappointed with his overall season. Um, but for that game, especially, uh, um, you know, he certainly flew the fat, uh, flag. Sorry. Um, you yeah, know, obviously when we saw Jake and him getting into uh, yeah. Gardner. Oh, young. Yeah, sorry, young. Uh, after, you know, they, he got Zach Merritt and um, really flew the flag. So, um, yeah, look, I think Dev would be the first to admit that probably could, you know, have the more impacting games. Um, and that's what he'd be hoping to do in 2022. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I, I think he played a, you know, a solid game without being outstanding. I think he's definitely capable of much more than that. Uh, I'm sure he's he's thinking along the, the same lines, but um look it was a it was a tough old game out there on, on Sunday. Um he obviously you know try, tried his level best. Um yeah had four score involvements in the end um and six inside fifty. So uh, yeah in terms of playing his role, kicking a goal he's he sort of um tried to do that but uh yeah it was a bit difficult out there. So I'm I'm really hoping um you know, at times this year, we've we've seen him, he just hasn't had that same drive, like sort of power in his legs. I'm really hoping he's able to freshen up now, go into a pre-season um, and uh, come back to the sort of um, footy we know he's capable of playing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what, what happens in the pre-season. But um, certainly he, is, he does seem like one of those guys that drives standards um, regards to training and stuff like that. So um, while he's... Um, yeah, I'm sure we'd we'd love him to perform like like he did and against Collingwood and um, yeah, play outstanding footy all the time. Um, yeah, if we can get closer to that game in game out, that'll that'll uh, yeah, go a long way to improving our forward woes. Yeah, now Joy Caldwell, he came in, um, you know, uh, you know, surprised some, but I thought early, mate, he had the twelve disposals in the first half and. Mm. Yeah, really impacted, but he only had one disposal in the third and one disposal in the last. So they only have two disposals in the second half. Probably showed, you know, it was a bit hard for him, um, whether it was physically or, you know, just hadn't had enough going game time, um, you know, previous, in, you know, to really have an impact in that second term. Uh, sorry, the second half. Yeah. Um, yeah, so look, Joe, we know he. Yeah, he only played in round one and uh, a full game and, and looked promising. And then round two got injured. And you know, to think that yeah, his next game would be an elimination final, um, yeah, there's a lot of upside for this guy. He's still only 20, you know. Um, so yeah, he's got a lot, many years in the red and black. And uh, I think he'll be a huge uh, player for us next year. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like that first quarter. Especially, he was he was everywhere, absolutely electric. Um, so I, I think it might be a case of he used all his petrol tickets up to half time, or it could have even been like, did the did the dogs play a bit of a role on him? Someone just go to him and limit his influence um, 
who knows? But look, he didn't try, stop trying all game. Um, like the 14 disposals, but four tackles, um, which is good. Uh, 300 metres gained for us. Um, and was, you know, fairly serviceable with his use of the ball when it's 64% um, in a bit of a wet day. Um, and that's noting that he's more of an in and under player. So six of his disposals were contested possessions. And um, look, I, I think the, the main thing. Uh, to keep in mind is, yeah, he's 20 years old. Um, so much upside for this bloke. And I'm sure he'll take a lot of uh, you know, good experience uh, from that game in terms of, all right, you know, I showed up for a quarter or two quarters. I need to be there four quarters, um, really run out games. And, um, you know, with blokes like Darcy Parrish, Zach Merritt, um, there to drive standards of training, I'm, I'm sure he'll absolutely get there. So I'm looking forward to a uh, refreshed Jack Colwell in 2022. Uh, Zach Merritt, the partner in crime is Darcy Parrish um, for 2021. And yeah, he had a great game uh, as well. I, I thought there was one costly play from him early, mate. We, yeah, we'd started the game well and he, he got the ball. He's about 60 metres out. And he had about three different bomber options. And mm. somehow he picked out a bulldog player and hit him right on the chest. I thought that was really costly. Yep. But, um, you know, I'm judging him on his game. He's, you know, he's certainly a player that you'll never question is he trying because, you know, he just works so hard. You know, 31 disposals, 16 kicks, 15 handballs, three marks, nine tackles. Uh, you know, he just put so much effort in. Um Surprising, he only went at 61%. And I know it was a wet day, but I think he'd want to boost that generally. Um, so, yeah, look, there's improvement in his game, but uh, overall, he's had a great year. Yeah, he has, mate. Um, you're right. You know, particularly early, his uh, sort of decision making using the footy seemed a bit off, or his radar seemed a bit off in any case. Um, but look, he, uh, he continues to, to gut run all game. Um, yeah, obviously to the point where the dogs were so wary of him, they were they were throwing fists at him. Um, so, now look, I, I think he played a, a fantastic game for us, um, and I'm sure uh, he's one where he'd have got a lot of encouragement from seeing what Essen was able to achieve this year, and will be uh, you know certainly driving standards towards uh, 2022. Now we know Nick Hine had to miss the game because of being at a tier two exposure site. Um, the next game, that, the next player that came in was Marty Gleeson. Um, he was playing down back for us, obviously. And he actually got a fair bit of the ball, mate. He had 18 disposals, uh, 11 kicks, seven handballs, six marks, just a one tackle. Um, he went at 78% disposal, so it's pretty good. But um, he's one of the players out of contract. And, uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see if the club, you know, pers- you know perseveres with him or you know, does it. There's a um, you know, call time, you know, on his career at Essendon. But um, yeah, he certainly was serviceable after being a late call-up. Yeah, and I mean, he was serviceable. I guess, like, when you look at Marty Gleeson, like, he did nothing wrong in the game. Like, he, he was able to find the footy. He uh, went to the right spots. Uh, but the bit that really frustrated me was uh, when the ball would go down there, he continued to double fist um, the ball uh, out of that 50 area or try to double fist it out of the 50 area. Um, and if you can get two fists to the ball, I don't understand why you can't take a mark. Um, 
you know, perhaps he sees it as a safer option. But, you know, generally when you look at the Bulldogs, they're a really good contested ball side. So if that ball is just going straight to ground, the dogs are an odd zone chance to sort of win it back their way. And um, we sort of saw the, um, you know, a back line, like they stood up uh, really uh, remarkably, really. Uh, but the weight of numbers of um, uh, just the ability to, uh, use the ball better inside 50 meant um, that, you know, trying to get the ball out, you know, with those fists instead of taking the mark meant the, the dogs had that chance to get repeat entries. And uh, that's the bit that you know, sort of frustrates me with Marty because I know he's capable of taking those marks. He's capable of reading the ball well. Um, but um, unfortunately to mine, um, you know, he, he seemed to, err on on the other side and um you know uh try to go to double fists look he did play a serviceable game you can't say he didn't um but i just think um really we, we sort of needed more from him to take a few grabs and slow the play down at times uh take a bit more control particularly in the wet conditions but that's just my my reading of it um you know he's a yeah, if one of our halfbacks go down, he is a good option to bring into the side. He's ready to go. We've seen on multiple occasions this year, whether it's been Dyson Heppel go down, whether it's been obviously Nick Hind on this occasion go out. He's ready to be called up at the at the press of a button um, to to play a solid role for us. So we'll see how we go for uh, whether he gets a, a contract or not. And um, yeah, but I'm sure he'll be the subject of discussion. Um, in uh, in future future podcasts, mate. But uh, yeah, for mine, he was serviceable without being outstanding. Now, a player that's copped a lot of heat, mate, um, is a big big name recruit. Uh, yeah, he's got to we've got to say he's you know very disappointing. I thought in the final, he he had twenty four disposals, which sounds okay. He had sixteen kicks, eight handballs, but Dylan Shield, uh, where it hurts you. Um, eight turnovers, uh, you know, really disappointing disposal throughout most of the game and only went at 46%. So, you know, that's you know, very low and we needed more from him. Yeah, we did. And the, the bit that really disappointed me, mate, was um, he just he was unwilling at times to use his right boot and um, seemed to almost uh, like corner himself in some ways where, if he couldn't get onto his left, then he um, sort of turned back into trouble at times, which is pretty disappointing for a more experienced guy on the list. Like, obviously, he's coming back from long-term injury. He's played like the five, six games since that, since coming back. Um, but I thought in a final, uh, like in the wet weather, um, I just found that a bit disappointing because even if he chucked it on his right boot, got us a bit more distance. In the wet weather, there's every chance he could have bounced on potentially got our forwards a bit of uh, bit of a chance to sort of crumb one. But, uh, yeah, he sort of didn't use that opportunity. I, I did find his game a bit disappointing. I, um, so, yeah, I'm sure he'll – like he seems like the kind of guy that works really hard at his game and everything like that. But, um, yeah, I, I really hope he, he can improve from there um, because that – that wasn't up to senior player standard uh, for mine. Um, yeah, just <laughs> obviously sitting on the couch. 
Yeah, well, that's right. Like as I said, at forty six percent, yeah, that's very low from a senior listed player. Um, so yeah, a uh, lot to work on for Jordan Shield, but also like, we understand he had, did have a long injury, um, but he's got a fair bit of work to re-establish himself. I think. Um, yeah, so let's move on to Aaron Francis. Um, I thought he started the game really well, mate. He's, he was marking well, and um, yeah, the ball wasn't coming into our forward line very well. But he kind of missed his opportunities. You know, he had a couple of snaps, which we'd have loved for a, a goal or two from him. But um, yeah, like it was kind of a strange move. Yeah, him going forward. He's played there the last three, four games without never really having a major impact down there, but it's, it was more like they made the decision they didn't want Kyle Hooker to be playing that spot. But um, Aaron being a lot more mobile, but, yeah, I just don't know if, um, if that's going to be his long-term go, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's sort of a funny one because he he was, he was taking some big grabs, um, which was good to see, but... Had a few opportunities at goal, just couldn't make the most of them. I don't think he's, I don't think he's a forward, mate. Um, like I absolutely back him as a as a player. I think he's got so much talent. Um, he's definitely at the AFL level for mine. But as a forward, I just don't think he's got that killer instincts to um, uh, to back himself and put him through. And that's not putting anything on him. That's just the type of player he is. He loves that defensive role where he can be the third man up, intercept play. Um, set us up with some good ball use. But unfortunately, the way our back six um, is at the moment, there's just not a, a place for him um, because you'd have to move the chess pieces around to accommodate him. And I think, you know, when you've got Ridley and Laverde effectively playing a similar role to what Francis would play, um, we're far better placed being able to keep those guys there and Francis up the field. But it, just doesn't seem like he's uh, really gelled into that. So I'll, I'll be fascinated to see what happens uh, in this off-season. I mean, obviously, I'd love him to stay at the club, um, you know, as to what sort of training we can do, get him to play a different role, uh, whether that's on a forward flank, whether it's on a wing, um, who knows, because he's certainly one who can use his aerial ability to take some good marks and read to play really well. It can be a really um, sort of dangerous ball user. Um, but you know whether it's a case where he goes, no, nah, I want to be, uh, you know, in the back somewhere, and looks to potentially return home to Adelaide for his personal reasons. Who knows? But um, in any case, I, I think, look, he, I'd have to say he played an average game for us, um, not through one of trying. He certainly done his best. He laid four tackles, um, took some strong grabs, but. Uh, certainly he's, uh, he's capable of much more than that. So I think it's just a, a bit of the role that he's not quite gelled with. Yeah, and only 33% of disposal uh, efficiency. So, um, you know, for a player as skilled as him, uh, I think he you know, we probably would have preferred to yeah, have those stats up a little bit further up. Um, uh, the next one is uh, Tom Cutler and... Yeah, we've been really uh, happy the way he's ended the season. He um, yeah, found that role around the half-back line and actually became a bit of a marking option, mate. He's mm. been quite good in the contest in March. Um, you know, had the 21 disposals, 11 kicks, 10 handballs, 
three marks and four tackles, which is really high for Tom Cutler. Um, mm. We were saying around that mid part when he was coming in and out of the side, you know, he, he never laid a tackle, you know, yep. he's just always around a zero mark. And, uh, you know, after, to get four, you know, I know it's wet weather, so it's probably more opportunities, but, um, yeah, and he used the ball pretty well at 70%, or 71%. Yeah, I thought he played a really solid game for us. The only part where I, I thought you know, he could have done a bit better was some of his aggression in those tackles. I thought he went a bit sort of half-hearted into them. Uh, he just he tried to, I suppose, um, arrest the the dogs players' movement as opposed to tackle him into the ground. And I think, um, yeah, potentially that's a, another area of uh, development for him just to make sure the dogs know, um, yeah, when he's tackled them. I thought he stood up on the day. Um, yeah, had a couple of shots at goal. Unfortunately, didn't go through. But um, look, he he was doing the defensive side of things, offensive side of things. Uh, you know, for, for this bloke, um, where we were saying he doesn't like the um, the contest too much earlier in the season, and to have uh, had eight intercept possessions during the course of this game, seven contested possessions, um, I thought was. Um, like really commendable for him. Had two inside 50s as well. So I thought he played a really solid game for us, Tom Cutler. So um, congratulations to him uh, for, for really turning his season uh, and potentially extending his AFL career. Yeah, now Nick Cox, um, he was the Medi sub again um, and he wasn't called on. So we'll have to skip past Nick. But um, I saw him on the bench, mate. He looked like a kid that just wanted to get out there. Yeah, just... <laughs> Yeah, he probably obviously didn't want an injury to a player, but you know, I reckon he would have loved the opportunity. And I'm somewhat surprised Truff didn't have a look at him even in the last term, you know, just to give him a run, like, you know, make the call. Like Peter Wright obviously had a tough game, you know, where we, you know, basically pulled him off and gave him, you know, gave Nick a chance, but um, yeah, Nick didn't get his opportunity. So he'll be uh, stewing on that until next year. Um mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he's had a great year anyway. Um, Jordan Ridley, we gave votes to, mate. He, you know, it's been an absolute godsend for us. Um, you know, like, had his hands full with Aaron Norton, who's a really good player in his own right. But, um, yeah, just uh, Jordan's a great player to watch for us. He is, mate. Um, I thought he played so well on Norton. I generally killed him. In the contest, particularly that first half, um, yes, Norton got a couple of goals late, but uh, I thought for the majority of the game, uh, Ridley held that defensive end um, really tightly. So, um, yeah, another fantastic game from Jordan Ridley, and um, it's we're just so fortunate to have some very dependable backs there, like the next bloke we'll talk about. Yeah, uh, talk about players turning around their careers, you know. Uh, Jaden Laverty, a player that never played more than 10 or 12 games in a season, um, has played every match and you know, found a new position as a key defender. He's, un- yeah, he's undersized, but gee, he's such a strong person that you know, it puts him in the contest. And, um, you know, went at 83% disposal on uh, 12 disposals, um, efficiency, sorry, and you know, 10 kicks, two ambles, six marks. Three tackles. Um, yeah, really great year from Jaden Laverne. And, you know, I'm pretty sure he's going to be one that 
will be up in that top 10 too, mate, in the um, best and fairest. Absolutely, mate. He's uh, he's played such a fantastic role for us uh, throughout the season. Um, I've thought he played solidly on the day. Obviously, um, you know, coming into this game against the Dogs, they've got some very talented um, forwards there. Um, so they sort of got away in the end, but I thought he still stood up, um, had six intercept possessions, um, used the ball well uh, when he got it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, to take the six marks, uh, lay, lay a few tackles, um, he, he certainly tried his level best, uh, but just wasn't to be on the day. So I'd say a solid game from Jaden Laverty. Archie Perkins playing in his first final. Um, you know, no doubt it was a tough experience for him. Just had the six disposals, um, you know, two kicks, four handballs, uh, one mark and one tackle. But, um, you know, the experience for him will be, you know, well, as Kevin Cheedy used to say, it will add games to his, um, you know, knowledge on how to play uh, in, at AFL level. Um Look, he did look a little bit fumbly and it was very wet. Mm. Um, so it was a real tough game for him. But um, So I'm not going to judge him harshly. I just think that, you know, um, he's really surprised us, mate. He's played over 20 games this year. Uh, fantastic effort by Archie. And yeah, I'm sure uh, his next final experience will be much better. Yeah, I reckon, mate. Um, yeah, he certainly seems one that, um, we'll take a lot from this experience in terms of um, looking at what he needs to work on. And, um, and yeah, I'm sure his pre-season will be huge. Look forward to him putting a bit of muscle on that frame and, um, yeah, really uh, learning a bit more, you know, whether it's stoppage craft or um, things like that from those mids. I know he aspires to be a midfielder, um, but, you know, he's got a lot of tools for us in the meantime to play a pretty dangerous role up forward, I reckon. Now, there was even a couple of moments in that game where he did grab the footy, shirked a couple of tackles and, um, you know, tried to move it forward. But obviously uh, that pressure that he was feeling from the dogs on a wet day, uh, it's a pretty tough game of footy out there. Uh, so he, I'd have to say he did struggle on the day, but um, I reckon he'll, he'll take all that on board and, uh, you yeah, know, look to use that as he continues to develop as an AFL-level footballer. So, look, on the day, yep, did struggle, but, um, yeah, I'm certainly looking forward to Archie Perkins in 2022. Yeah. Um, James Stewart, mate, he was my apologies for votes. I nearly gave him a vote. I, mm. I thought he had a very good game. Had the 16 disposals, nine kicks, seven handballs, uh, seven marks and two tackles. Uh, and... You know, really good 88% disposal efficiency. So every time he got the ball, he, he used it very well. Um, and, yeah, I thought it was one of his better games, actually. Yeah, same here, mate. Um, he's actually one of the few, I think, that was fairly clean with the ball. There was a couple of instances off the halfback where the dogs were surging forward and he was able to stand up, keep his feet in the contest, whether it was taking a grab or whether it was uh, ripping the ball out um, of our uh, back 50 and, uh, getting it moving forward. I thought he uh, played really solidly. Like those seven marks, as you say, mate, were really important. And six intercept possessions. Um, yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, he played really solid game for us. So, um, nah, great work to Jimmy Stewart. Uh, Peter Wright, he had a tough uh, day at the office, let's face yeah. it. It wasn't conditions that um, 
he uh, would have liked. Um, now, he got seven against the Dogs last time. Um, well, he got seven this time, but this is time only in disposals and now a seven handballs. So um, went kickless for the game. Uh, as I said, it was a really tough day for him. Um, and, yeah, I've got to say, a couple of times I saw the Bulldogs really grab at his arm. Yeah. Uh, the umpires never saw that, you know, um, and he seemed to be running in. Yeah, well, other players from us were running into him at marking contests as well. So, yeah, just overall it was a poor game for him. But as I said, the conditions really weren't, uh, yeah, weren't to his liking and, uh, yeah, it was a tough day for him. Yeah, it wasn't. No, I noticed that as well, James, where they were continually just grabbing at his arm um, so he couldn't get a run at the footy. That was... Pretty disappointing to see, but uh, at the end of the day, he wasn't able to stamp his authority in the game uh, or get involved in the game much, much at all. Um, yeah, we've seen previous games where he hasn't been able to get much of the footies. He's just tried to crash packs and get the ball to ground, but we didn't even see much of that this game. He, um, yeah, he did seem, um, you know, like a almost a bit of a deer in the headlights kind of thing. Where he um, wasn't sure where to go, where to run. Uh, obviously the Conditions, the way the ball was coming in, uh, didn't didn't help with that. But look, um, not the greatest conditions for a big man. Obviously, he still could have um, you know, tried to um, you know, change his game a bit more. But I'm sure another preseason into him, um, with the faith of the coaches and the playing group, uh, will do him a world of wonders. We'll just see how much he's grown as a player over the last um, last season. Uh, so I'm sure. Because I think he's only 25 as of next year, um, James. So he's got plenty of growth still to go. So um, I'm going to back Peter right in for a big 2022, but uh, just wasn't his day on Sunday. Yeah, yeah Peter Wright's 24 currently. So, yeah, you're right. By well, next year, he'll be 25 come finals time. So, yeah, coming into his prime, hopefully. Um, yeah, we can move on to the captain, Dyson Heppel, and... You know, you never question this guy's ticker at the footy. Uh, 24 disposals, 12 kicks, 12 handballs, seven marks, just the one tackle. Um, but he went at 75% efficiency, so he used the ball pretty well. And he's another one that could have got votes. Um, you know, he leads us very well. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be some footage coming out after the game, mate, because I could see the cameras set up and, uh, uh, he was ready to talk to the players about the season. Yeah, mate. Um, look, it, another just really solid game from from Hep. No, he didn't light the world on fire, but he done all the things you can expect of a halfbacker to do, like all the one percenters. Um, got other guys involved in the game. Had six intercept possessions. Um, yeah, seven contested possessions. Who is fighting tooth and nail for the footy? Um, no, I thought he, he played a Real solid game, and um, yeah, the the boys were, were well led, but just couldn't get it done on the day. So, yeah, solid game from Hep. Jake Stringer, um, as we discussed, mate, just had the nine disposals, all kicks, uh, kick two goals, one. Our disposal efficiency, mate, thirty three percent. So, pretty pretty low for um, Jakey, but uh, now to kick the two goals, and as you said, mate, I had opportunities to kick another couple. Um, one where Sam Durham could have probably let it go and the other one at the end of the game where he probably 
let's be honest, didn't really uh, give too much because the game was over. Um, but, yeah, overall, um, you know, I thought Jake had tried his hardest, but the dogs obviously knowing how dangerous he was, they put a lot of time into him, um, didn't want him to have a big game. And, you know, in the end, um, you know, he, he'll be lamenting another finals loss at Essendon. Yeah, he will, but I'm sure he's he's one that'll uh, yeah that'll burn over the preseason, and um, yeah, I'm sure the club will use that to to get fighting fit and uh, yeah come back 22, 22 bit bigger and stronger. And uh, look, I I do think though that um, Jack String is an impact player. They obviously put a lot of time into him to limit his influence, uh, but where he did get free, um, done his utmost to try and get us over the line. Um, you know, he's a couple of goals early and he's one of those guys that tries to fire everyone up. Uh, like they had big celebrations we see, James. Uh, but the eight tackles was just really impressive for mine. Um, you know, like that, the big knock on Jake Stringer previously was that he, he doesn't like running both ways. He doesn't like doing the defensive stuff, just like the flashy forward stuff. But now we're seeing this defensive side of his game and, I think he's just grown so much as a player. Um, look, I thought he had a, a solid game for us. Um, and, uh, yeah, looking forward to what he can do next year, mate. Yeah. Um, Mason Redman, you know, he has another one that never stops trying. You know, I see him working so hard down back. Had the 18 disposals, 11 kicks, seven handballs, four marks and four tackles. Uh, went at 67% disposal efficiency, um, which isn't too bad. Um, did have five turnovers, but look, I just thought he um, busted a gut all, all day. Um, just wasn't, didn't have those moments that he sometimes has, mate, where he, uh, you know, launches a goal or sets up some, you know, goals going the other way. But yeah, certainly his effort could never be questioned. No, I thought he played a really solid game for us, like particularly his uh, contested work. Like he had 11 contested possessions over the course of the game, uh, nine intercept um, possessions. Um, so, you know, tried his utmost um, all game. Those four tackles as well, really important down back, you know, where the dogs are really pushing forward. So, no, I thought he played a, a really solid game for us. And uh, he's another one that I think, you know, he's... Uh, He's really sort of started to deliver on what we thought he could be as a player, and I'm hoping another preseason we'll see him grow another level again. Yeah, uh, Mac Welfy, uh, fresh off to signing another one-year deal with the Bombers, so um, talks that he wanted to go to Perth were not true. He stayed with us for next year. He uh, had 18 disposals, nine kicks, nine handballs, four marks, three tackles. And when it's sixty-seven percent disposal efficiency, yeah, I think he uh, like he played a solid game for us. Um, you know, I suppose he's uh, he's sort of playing a bit of a half role at the moment, where he's kind of playing that like high half forward, forward flanker kind of role. Um, had uh, three hundred and sixty meters gained for us, which is which is good with five inside fifty um, entries for us. Uh, with four intercept possessions. But, um, yeah, his ball use, uh, like most, was a little bit down on 67% accuracy uh, with the disposal efficiency there. Um, but I, I just like him in the side, Jay. Um, you know, while he, he 
doesn't do anything, um, you know, uh, flashy or um, anything like that. You know, he's pushing hard for every single contest, and um, that's what that's what we love about uh, Guelphie. He's never got to die wondering in this bloke. So I thought he played a solid game for us. Yeah, uh, Will Snelling. Uh, he's another one. He you can always bank that he's going to do um, everything he can for the bombers and. Yeah, he had the 15 disposals, just five kicks, 10 ambles, one mark, seven tackles. So that's something he's renowned for. Um, had a couple of chances at goal, but both were behind. Uh, and just went at 53% disposal. So um, not his best day with the ball. Um, but he's usually in and under and around the pack, so he's... He's uh, easily handballing out of trouble, which um, you can see by his disposals, having 10 of those handballs. Yeah, I thought he, uh, like the little uh, meatball, he, he tried as, as hard as he could. Um, yeah, just seemed like one of those days where nothing really came off for him, but he still fought it out right until the end. Like those separate tackles, that's fantastic effort from him. Um, because while things might not be going your way, the one thing you can do is uh, is try to tackle uh, the opposition, so he certainly did that. Um, so, I, yeah, I still thought he tried to get involved as much as he could and really had a, uh, a solid game for us in the end. Uh, a guy that we picked up in the pre-season draft, or mid-season draft, sorry, Sam Durham, um, worked hard and retained his spot right into the final. Um, he had 17 disposals, seven kicks, 10 ambles, five marks, two tackles, but... Yeah, really impressively, went at 82% disposal efficiency, Efficiency, sorry. Um, and, yeah, I thought he had a tremendous final um, for a player yeah, that was only picked up a couple of months ago. Yeah, I thought he, he played quite solid for us. Some of his decision-making um, you know, can be improved, obviously. Uh, and uh, another thing we've talked about previously is his tackle technique. Um, let a few tackles slip there. But um, look, for a bloke who's only just come into the AFL system, he's, he's really uh, come to it with aplomb and uh, I'm sure a big pre-season will um, do him no end of good. Um, like for a bloke to hold his spot, as you say, after coming in through the mid-season draft, he's done sensationally well. Uh, to have four score involvements and four intercept possessions, uh, he's, he's able to find the footy. That's, that's not his problem. Um, and he uses the ball fairly well as well. So I think his next development is just uh, being able to hold those tackles, um, you know, make a few more dangerous moves of the footy. Um, but I think there's absolutely a role for him going forward. So I thought it was a really solid game from Sam Durham. Yeah. And just to round it out, Ali Quarterman, again, um, had a very good season after being added late into the preseason, so he hasn't really done a full preseason with the Bombers yet, and I reckon he's got tremendous growth, mate. If he can, mm. you know, um, you know, really make himself even more dangerous next year. Just had the ten disposals, five kicks, five handballs, one mark, two tackles. Only went at forty forty percent disposal efficiency, and um, he looked undecided a lot of the times when he had the footy. Just wasn't sure what to do with it. Yep. Um, but that's all experience, mate, and, uh, you know, I'll cut him a bit of slack there. And I just think that, you know, this guy just needs a pre-season and he can be a really dangerous forward for us. Yeah, I reckon you're right, mate. Um, 
you know, he did seem a bit gun shy when he had the footy. Um, and I think as a forward, like that's something we've spoken about previously. Um, you know, he really needs to take his chances when he can get them. Uh, a couple of instances there where he got a bit shy with the footy, that one where he was right in the pocket there. I think if he had like just chucked on the boot and had a shot straight up, uh, he might not have got the goal, but at least he still looks dangerous. Whereas when you stuff around with it, and I think from memory, we ended up coughing it up. Um, you know, you, uh, <laughs> again, you miss every shot you don't take. Um, so uh, I'm sure Waterman will uh, sort of learn from that experience. And you're absolutely right, James. Uh, for a bloke who's, he's come from a long way back, like the um, uh, sort of illness he's had, the injuries he's had over the years, um, to make it back to AFL level footy is a huge credit to him. Um, and to um, you know, perform you know, relatively as well as he has for us over the course of this year without a preseason uh, is a pretty bloody good effort. So, um, yeah, I'm sure with the faith that the club's shown in him by signing him on again, um, a big preseason will do him the world of good. So, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing him come back. Um, yeah with renewed vigour and confidence in uh, 2022. All right. Well, we got through them, mate. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you know, overall it was a disappointing way to end the season, but you know, a good opportunity to play finals. And, um, yeah, we just hope that you know, we can build from this. Um, yeah, I don't want it to be like Groundhog Day where we say this every time we get belted in the final. But um, <laughs> for the first time... Um, you know, I just feel like we've got a real platform to launch off. Yeah. Um, you know, our players are the right age demographic, you know, to really, um, you know, build as one. Like, you know, our oldest player on the weekend was Dyson Hevel at 29 years of age. So, um, that shows you how young we are. Um, and we, we're one of the least uh, experienced finals teams on uh, record. Um, so, you know, really good effort to, you know, to be within a couple of points at half time. And unfortunately just dropped off in the second half, but um, overall very good, um, you know, effort by the club to make finals after a really disappointing finish to uh, 2021. Oh, sorry, it's 2020. Sorry. Um, Mate, uh, just to, before we go, um, we'll probably do a review show. Um, we'll review each of our players um, over the course of the season. Um, we'll we'll wait for some news to come through because I'm sure that yeah there'll be some news coming about possible delistings and so forth. So we're not sure when that show will be on, but we'll definitely do a review show of the year um, where we can talk about you know, each of the you know. 40-odd players we've got on our list um, as we did last year. So, uh, other than that, anything else you wanted to add, mate? No, mate, um, I'm certainly uh, looking forward to um, what this preseason can bring, um, you know, with regards to the uh, development of the current list, um, with regards to the, the trade period and um, like draft period, of course. Um, we've already been linked with a, a number of players potentially. Um, of course, it all means nothing um, if we if we don't sign them or if it's just you know 
murmurings in the wind, um, but certainly a lot to look forward to. Uh, and you're absolutely right, James. Um, like, <laughs> this, yeah, it is the first time for a bloody long time where I felt so excited going into, um, you know, pre-season um, just based off, like, the huge development we've seen as a club uh, for the 2020 season. So, um, uh, 2021 season, rather. So, um, congratulations to the, uh, the players for making it there, to the coaches for um, you know, implementing the systems and, um, and the game plan and, um, yeah, bringing back the history and the, um, yeah, the, the identity of the Essendon Football Club. Um, it's been an absolute boon for us Bombers fans to, um, uh, to, to feel that true connection with the club again. Um, so, no, I've really enjoyed the season, James, and look forward to uh, yeah, talking during the off-season as to where we go next. Great. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening this year. Um, really enjoyed uh, providing the podcast, and uh, we really appreciate the comments we get. Uh, I'd like to say a special thanks to uh, a couple of our uh, people who make contact us uh, through the uh, Bomber Blitz, mate. Uh, Red Sash on, on back, sorry, on black, sorry, I'm going to mess with that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> which I certainly do with my words. I really apologise for that. Um, Chef's another one. Uh, I know I'm missing others, but, uh, you know, look, I really appreciate the efforts they do, uh, you know, by making contact with us. We, you know, let's face it, we're, we are a very small podcast, um, but we do appreciate the you know, the commentary we get uh, back our way and you know, the ones that reach out to us via email as well. So Yeah, big shout out to Don Bomb as well, Jane. Been a fantastic supporter for us. Thanks so much for all your um, all the listeners out there and um, yeah, if, if people are enjoying it, we'll continue doing it. So till then, uh, go Bombers. Go Dons.